You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. We're loving season two so far. It's been a I think it's been a good season so far. Seen some good good impact. Already. I hope so. I hope so. You know, a lot of times there's sophomore slump. You know that you have the great albums that come out from these bands. And Is then that they, anything it, like the Freshman Fifteen? <laughs> sure, we'll put that in there. Okay, it's a weight game. Yes. Yeah, are you saying I've gained some weight? Bulkin for su- bul- bulking for my me? winter my winter gain. I feel so self conscious right now. <laughs> you look pretty good. Shut up. I'm now not I really feel now I'm not gonna lie. Now, now I really feel like weirded out. Okay, we're gonna have to sit on different spots on the uh, the table so you stop yes, looking at me yes. gazing. At, I'm not meat. Eyes up here. I'm not, eyes, up, eyes up here. I'm not meat. <laughs> okay, so um, think about <laughs> w- summer was good for us, I think, uh, but um, no doubt we had some bad days. And uh, I want to tell you real quick about a bad day that we had. Uh, my son was limping real bad. I thought he was just being a hormonal teenager, and I kept telling him to suck it up. And we Wait, went didn't jogging. Even, didn't you even post something like you were kind of joking in your <laughs> yes, post? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, maybe one leg's longer than the other. I don't know. And he'd been limping for two weeks or whatever. And so finally, my wife, in a fit of of, of sanity, goes, maybe we should go to the doctor. And I'm like, fine, you can take him, whatever. And uh, isn't it awesome how the dad? We never <laughs> think about like your toes. Okay, it's fine. Like you stumped it. It's like purple and broken. You're like, you'll be fine. Put some tape on dad, it. Dad, but the red infection is growing up my leg. Suck it up, kid. If you ate more meat and less <laughs> chips, you'd be okay. It's your diet, son. Anyways, I'm sorry. So, anyways, um, so we take her to the doc, uh, take him to the doctor, and uh, 24 hours later, we get a phone call from Scottish Rite Hospital, which if uh, if you if you don't donate to that that hospital, it's a fantastic little hospital. They're really cool. Um, I love what they do. And uh, the hospital calls and is me like, "Is your can your son walk?" And we're like, "Yeah, he went jogging yesterday." And she's like, "He can't walk now. Like, sit him down, put him in a car, get him here. We have a bed for him. We'll have a wheelchair for him when he gets here. He cannot walk. Wow. He's 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 like." in a bed for the for, until we do surgery. And we're like, surgery? What are you talking about? That, he just has a limp. No, 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 no. It's so much more than that. We're like, oh, okay. And then they use some name, and so we had to Google it and, you know, WebMD. Never, never Google in WebMD yeah. anything. Right? <laughs> we, by the time we got to the hospital, we we're like, oh, my God, he has cancer. He was at Chernobyl. So and <laughs> exactly. He's going to lose all his hair. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? So long story short, Within 24 hours, we get to the hospital. He has surgery on his hip. He's confined to a wheelchair for the next six weeks and uh, no athletics for the next six months because his (sighs) growth plate on his hip joint slipped and uh, was in danger of breaking. And I guess if you break your growth plate. Do they know how that happened or no? I don't know. I would football. Okay. We'll put it up to football. But, you know, for me, I was like, man, that's a bad day. And I was yeah. worried about him because now yeah. he's starting a brand new school, knows no one in a brand new town that we just moved to. Yeah. And he's got to roll in the first weeks of school in a wheelchair. Mm. And I'm like, well, you're not flying under the radar on this one, son. Not at all. Everyone's going to know the kid in the wheelchair. The kid. Wow. You know? So I started calling Ugh. him Wheelie. Wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a bad day. I thought that was a bad that day. That is but a bad day. But... Go for it. But no, no, I was just, and, and then, you know, every, we get through it and everything's fine. He has his first day at school and I'm like, hey, well, it really wasn't that bad of a day. Yeah, a speed bump at most. Right, right, right. But then for some reason I started thinking, what would a bad day, like genuinely what would be a really, truly earth shattering bad day? And what came to mind was um, waking up in the morning and seeing like either on Drudge Report or if you get one of those ancient things called a newspaper. Yeah. And above the fold is your name. Yeah. And whatever 
thing that you've been hiding being printed for the world to see. And yeah. I was just thinking that that would be an earth shattering that would be a horrible day. Yeah, that'd be rough. I know and on a side note a little humorous. I've ever seen the movie Fun with Dick and Jane and he becomes like an executive last minute and then the company like goes under and he's like indicted indicted Jane I'm being indicted and so he's like he gets yelled but he finds out from like the news and he like freaks out <laughs> that's kind of what I'm picturing but not in a humorous way of like oh, like you wake up and all of a sudden everybody else yeah. Facebook everybody knows yeah. your, your hand Ooh. is caught in the cookie jar but it's not a cookie jar it is it is whatever like I actually have like anxiety right now just thinking <laughs> about that like, so th- with this in mind I'd like to introduce our guest to us yes I'm actually really excited about having this gentleman on so uh, why don't you tell us your name? Howdy. Uh, my name is... <laughs> He's a good Aggie right there. <laughs> he is a good Aggie. Giga Vasa 05. Whoop. Uh, my name is... <laughs> I don't know what he said. Did you speak Greek to me? <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Stephen Elder. Yes. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. We're so glad that, to have should him here. I, should I go, for, go on more? <laughs> yeah, well, Steve, okay, so I, I've known Steve for a while, and one of the reasons I wanted to get him on here is, is I highly respect this man. He is He's a man of God who loves his family. He loves his kids. Him and his wife have walked through the whole adoption thing. I'm not trying to take your story, but there's just so much I see about, about your family that I love and respect, and you as an open individual. Steve, uh, I guess I would say, is one of the personifications of authenticity, if that mm, makes wow, sense. Thank like, you. You like that? Like, yeah, every time I see you, I know that I'm going to get the same Steve that I got the last time. Right. And that's I what that's what that. we want to honor here, and so that's why I want to Am I watching a bromance here? Like, <laughs> you are. Awesome. What's going you on? Is you know that thing on, like, thing Instagram? I was like, oh, you know, it kind of goes in. <laughs> that's kind of it. That's all the flowers well, around So him. now that we've completely <laughs> built him up to this uh, godlike, uh, you know. <laughs> um, well, I would want to say I echo... I mean, same sentiment for you, Bill. Thanks, man. You, <laughs> I mean, I, it's true. Like, you are the same thing. You're authentic. You're a family man and man it's of me. God. Appreciate I that. respect you, too. So Appreciate you, brother. Mutual respect. Well, we're glad to have on. We'd love you guys. We'd love you to share your story, kind of yeah. everything. So however you want to share that, sure. please, please feel free to yeah. blast yeah. that off. About your horrible bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. The, the thing that comes to mind when you say horrible bad day is my biggest fear is like losing my loved ones, the ones I love the most, you know, right. like that would be the worst, you know, to wake up and be like, they're all gone. I'm like, what? You know, that's a bad day for me, but you know, that's a whole nother um, thing. Cause yeah. I think, I think the things that we have hidden, like they're eventually going to get seen, you know, Always. at some point. So like when you think about it, it's like, <laughs> you can only hide it for so long. I mean, you're going to be found out. So anyways, I'll start my story and we'll yeah. get into that. But so I'm originally from San Angelo, yep. Texas, born and raised, uh, West Texas. And let's see, I'll just kind of go hit the highlights. Uh, parents got divorced when I was young. I uh, came to Christ at a young age, was raised in a, fam- a Christian family. Um, but my dad was gone. Uh, he, he left, I mean, it was like six or seven, but wow. my grandfather, wow. my dad was still, I mean, he was still like around, but I wasn't super close with him right. when mm-hmm. I was growing up. But my grandfather was a big influence in my life, and my mom was a huge part of my life. So she spoke a lot of truth <clears throat> into me as a young man growing up. And so I learned a lot about uh, the Lord from her. And uh, I have a sister. She's older than me. We were really close growing up. So anyways, I went through a lot of, I mean, you know, I started drinking pretty early. But the thing that really hit home quick was I, you know, discovered 
uh, you know, called boobs, but like porn, whatever <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. fuzzy stuff, you know, uh, yeah. on channel 37 or whatever, kid, late yeah. at night. Yep. Squigglies. Yeah. And because the computers weren't around yet. I mean, this was like when I was in sixth grade. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, I discovered all that stuff. Masturbation came into play. And um, I mean, that was like sixth, seventh grade, you know, and I didn't mm-hmm. have any father figure telling me what sex was. Tell right. me what yeah. Yeah. what God says about that. So that had a lot to do with my early on kind of just getting uh, sort of the wrong, you know, I didn't, it came from the wrong place, learning about it from the wrong place. Yeah. And then even though I was a believer, even though I wasn't really walking with the Lord, I mean, I knew I was, I had given my life to Christ, but I wasn't, you know, I was still real immature in my faith. So that all, my, it came up until like my sophomore year of high school, I kind of was just sort of meandering, lost. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I knew who the Lord was, but I wasn't pursuing him. So my sophomore year of high school, I like had a huge, like just disciple now, remember disciple now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, this yeah. guy, this guy disciple now who was leading, he just like, God spoke through him, like totally was like just a defining moment in my, in my faith journey where God was like speaking directly to me and was like, you're not, you didn't, you haven't given me your whole heart and just gave me like a portion of it. Ooh. So I like gave him my whole heart. <clears throat> and I remember like specifically feeling like something move inside me, like, I mean, I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it, but like, so that was into my sophomore year, my entire junior year of high school, I like read the Bible. Like I was wearing Christian t-shirts, like went completely off the deep end, uh, stopped listening to all my secular music. Got rid of all those tapes. Jesus is just a ride with me. (laughs) Jesus. That's actually older than him. He probably had, you know. (laughs) No, I remember that song. Jars of Clay, maybe. Jars of Clay. There it is. So love me some Jars of Clay still. Anyways, you know, so the Lord really got a hold of me that year. And it was amazing. I like really felt the Lord moving in my life and yeah. the Holy spirit and just all the things. And I was going to like, I mean, I was, dude, I would go to three Bible studies a week, if not four, like a hardcore, like you were wow. in it. Yeah. dude, I would read my Bible at school. People were like, what is wrong with you? You know? And I was preaching. I mean, I was like just freaking people out. Like, right. yeah, yeah, Whoa, yeah. what's going on? Right. So all that to say is that like, I spent amazing time with the Lord mm. learning about him and, and really going close, growing close to him. And then, you know, but I mean, if I'd have had somebody come along and say, Hey, ease up a little bit. Let's talk about <laughs> discipleship. Right, yeah, right. Right. Nobody was really discipling me. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. sort of my youth minister was, but anyways, so I was rewind. I looked at porn early, started drinking early, had all this, all you know, these years like junior high was rough. Yeah. Sophomore yeah. high school was rough. Junior high, uh, junior year of high school was not rough. Cause I was like, with the Lord, but then senior year, we kind of went on a trip to Europe, started drinking again, started sort of kind of meandering, but I was still, I was still walking the line of like pursuing yeah. the Lord. So then you get into like college and college is a whole nerd beast, you know? Yeah, and so all the, all the real porn started really kind of coming in to play in college. Right. And because that was like the computers were more prevalent. You had, I mean, the internet was starting to really kind of ramp up. Well, and unfortunately, like... I, I End of the a, 90s, you know. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who w- went to MIT. And, uh, you know, those guys are brilliant and they had access to all the stuff. And they were so yeah. proud that in their uh, fraternity, they had two terabytes of porn sitting on their server in their, in their oh house, gosh, you know. And it was just like, it became like a... a uh, a badge of honor for them and, mm. and their ability to ca- gather all this stuff and have it at readily access, you know? And so it, it is brutal, particularly when you have guys that, you know, most of us in our culture, that's like no big deal. It doesn't hurt anyone. What's your, you know, 
That's what yeah. you're wired yeah. for kind of stuff. But you don't realize that so much of our sexual response is not just um, like instinctual reaction, but it's a learned behavior. Yeah. And you begin to program yourself as you invest in that stuff more and more and more yeah. to certain um, uh, triggers, for lack yeah, of a better yeah, yeah. term, yeah, yeah. and certain turn-ons and stuff like that. And it can get really devious really quick. So unfortunately, I, I, I wish we could sit here and say, wow, that's really unique to you. But I'd wager to bet that is probably standard operating procedures for most guys going to college and it's and that's why we're having the conversation because yeah. no one's having this conversation yeah. we need yeah. to have this conversation well the college the statistics are scary because it's like i want to say it's 85 to 90 percent of yeah. males in college i mean it might it, there might be a and 10 percent <laughs> are liars well <laughs> that's what if you like. want to call it 100 percent, you can but you are gonna see it for sure right i mean y'all the the statistics now are uh, kids at six and seven years old are starting to see it by ac- by accident oh by right. accident because they have access to so if they have access to any device and they have internet they're gonna either accidentally click on something that's gonna lead them to some sort of point they're yeah. not trying yeah to they're get not there. trying yeah I'll buy accident it's being invaded into them right yeah. like I mean our daughter she was looking at she was watching some video on kids YouTube and my wife happened to look over and it was like on an Elsa, like kissing, like kissing. And she, I mean, we we're like, what the heck is this? Yeah, what's you know, going like, on? right. So, I mean, there's just, you know, <sighs> yeah. It, so yeah, you it's can't very, escape like, it. Kid, real young age, like they're, they're seeing it. And then like, so there's just all these crazy yeah. statistics. So and what you're bringing to the forefront is we as dads, we, we've got to break through this idea of you I'm going to protect my kid. Yes. And, and without robbing innocence, we've got to prepare our kids yeah. for the reality of that thing. You to have be to talk surfed. about it. Right. Yeah. You right. Have, they have to know. Because if they don't learn it from you, you, they're going to learn it from their friends. Right. Yeah. They're going to learn it from their devices. Yes. By yes, 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 yes. And what happens if, if they experience it, then they feel shame about it. And right. then they try to hide it. Totally. And then it just starts to fester. And it begins, it's like the, the it's like Satan in the low whisper. Wasn't that bad deal? Yeah. No, nothing hurt you. Yeah. And then you're alone. You're just tired. You're weak, whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, now you start to look for it. Yeah. Unintentionally, not realizing it. And it, instead of having that cultivated relationship with your parent who sits down and say, yeah, buddy, it's going to, it's going to find you mm-hmm. yeah. and you better be ready in your gut to know, no, and run away. You got to run yeah, away yeah, from yeah. this stuff because it is... It is marketed towards you and your heart, yeah. and it will affect you in ways you can't even imagine. So Half the kids actually see porn at school. I, I learned really? a statistic recently. Yeah, like there's, uh, and I think at like grammar school, if, so if kids have like any kind of iPhones, yeah. and they take them to school, and they're, they have half a brain, which most kids do, right. they know how to look at porn at school. And kids, kids will actually look at porn at school, and kids will be like, what's that? You know, what, yep. what's, yep. what's happening there? And they'll see it for the first time at school. And like, so but a lot it, of kids have devices at school, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They should be outlawed. Right. Yeah, they should. Well, and, and I think, you know, like that's not new. Like I remember the kid in eighth grade that brought his older brother's porn magazine to the school and hid it in his locker and all the guys kind of wandered through during that day, right? Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it's not a new thing. I think the challenge is it's so readily available. It's yeah, yeah, being yeah. served away. To, yes. One click yeah. away. Yeah, and even socially, it's not it's not those kids that you don't hang out with. It's everybody. Everybody. Right. It's so, everybody. So anyway, so. so continue your yeah, story. Sorry, I was so and if you, no. if you didn't pick this up, No Legacy audience, we're talking about Porn. uh, pornography, pornography today. Pornography. Yeah, we are. So fast forward to, let's see, my junior, no, when did I meet my wife? Junior year in college. Okay. I met when, my wife. So still kind of, still struggling with porn in college. Meet my wife. 
my to be wife. Uh, we start dating. We date for a year, get engaged, and we, they were married in 2006. Um, and like I go into marriage, and I think I told her like, yeah, I looked at porn, but I didn't really, you know, it wasn't like I was like in my mind, I was like, hey, I'm married now. It's good, man. I'm, I don't. <laughs> I got the ring on the finger. It's exactly. gonna be. It's gonna fix everything. All of that's gonna, gonna have sex fairy now. dust and everything. Like, right. Right. Porn is not a problem anymore, and so. <laughs> I mean, first first year of marriage, dude, it, it, it came back like just snap of finger right, right, right back on. to it. Like computer access alone, wife's not here, you know. And, and so it just continued, you know, and continued and continued and continued. And I didn't ever tell when. I didn't ever talk to my buddies. I never. So, yeah. so for nine years, right, wow. nine years, I kept that a secret from my wife. Till 15 till well yeah it was like six, i think summer of 16 so 16 okay so fast forward we have we adopt two kids from ethiopia amazing that's a whole nother podcast story but we yeah. god lays adoption on our heart so i'm doing the dad thing i'm still doing church thing i'm doing the husband thing everything you know all the stuff have kids it's still there that deal is still there porn is still you know and it and it's not like i'm every day right, right. but it, maybe once a week once a month but it's still there. Still there. And Wynn doesn't know about it. So, like, <clears throat> I go on this thing called Wave. I think I told you about it, but they're out of Richardson. The the couple, Todd Pinkston is his name, and his group is called Way Forward Adventures. Okay. And through my church, uh, Declaration Church, I go to Declaration in Bryan, Texas. And uh, so a group of men from our church went on this trip, and they were like, dude, it's a life-changing trip. And this ministry just started. So what you do is you go on the trail for five days with, like, seven or eight guys from your church, and you don't have a watch, you don't have a phone, and it's really just about following the leader, basically, yeah, through right. these mountains. It's yeah. beautiful. But the whole point is to get on the mountain with God. And God mm. gets you out in the wilderness, and you're like, you can hear him a lot better up there. Right. So in my mind, I was like, is this, is this where it's going to happen? You know, and I knew I was so afraid. I was so shameful. I had so much guilt because I was like, I hadn't told anybody, and it's just been a problem for so long. And it's just like, I'm just like a festering cancer the spirit yeah. was moving in you oh yeah. totally and, and it was like it was like it was the spirit was going it's time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like the game long oh, enough it's it time like, it was like a it was like a battle like just to get to that point where he was like it's time to tell time to talk yeah. time to let it out yep so it was like the third or fourth day on the trip and all these men were just pouring their hearts out like just hearing stories about just brokenness and abuse and just all these crazy things that they've never told anybody. Right. And it's like, we get out in the mountain and we're with these men and we're just like letting it all out. It's like, you let everything out. It's like freedom. Like it's amazing. So when you're hearing all these life stories and you're in the crib, men are crying. I mean, it's, Unreal. The spirit's moving. Like, Oh, I'm getting chills. You can see it in your face right now. I've got chill bumps. Yeah. 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 So I get up there and it's my turn and I'm like, okay. And so I, and I just say, I've struggled with porn for a long time and haven't ever told my wife. And everybody was like, man, I'm, we, we all struggle with it. You know, yeah. it's not a new struggle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it was very liberating to know that I'm not alone. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought and for a long time, I'm like, am I the only one that struggles with this? Right. Yeah. Because we just never talked about it. Nobody talks about it. And it's everybody according, right. But according it. to Google Analytics, it is by far and away the number one thing searched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Online. It's crazy. Like, like it's crazy. It's but anyway, so it we is digress. So cra- well, no, but the, the so that so the the false reality that I was living in was I was alone. That's a lie. Like many men struggle with it. Right. Many men. 
You want to hear a scary statistic? Yeah. 50% of pastors in America struggle with it. I would say oh, that's probably I would say low that's ball. 50%. I was well, say that's, that's probably yeah. a low ball. Okay. Yeah. That's scary. It um, is. It is. Well, and I think, but, but what because you're nobody's into, talking about it. Correct. And it, it's fallen into the old trap that Adam and Eve set for us from the very beginning. You get no. caught in sin, and the first reaction is hide from other hide people, yep. and then try and hide it from God. But God, in His love, mercy, and grace, will not let us rest there because He knows the death and destruction of hiding. Yeah. And so He pursues us, and He kind of says, and you know, and He whispered to you on that mountaintop on that trail. He's like, "Do you know where you are?" Yeah. And you finally like. Yeah, I'm, I'm a broken sinner that's addicted yeah, to porn yeah, yeah. and I need some help. And he goes, that's what I needed yeah. because now the spirit can do what only the spirit can do. And it's root out that cancer yep. and bring healing and bring true victory yeah. over something that you've been struggling with alone because you've never been alone. I've been with you from that time. That's it. And so let's get after it. That's it. And so with, with, the, with the air clear and my heart, I was like, I've got to tell when I've got to tell my wife. And so I went back and within like, a week and I sat her down and man, the Lord had prepared her for it, you know, and I said something big happened. I got to talk to you. And right. when I got back to base camp and so I told her and she was super gracious, super receptive. Mm. I mean, it was really hard, right? You know, oh, yeah. cause I'm just like the shame factor and yeah, all this yeah, stuff, yeah. but that's it though. Like that's why Jesus died on the cross Yeah. for specifically like me yeah, to yeah, know yeah. that I'm redeemed and I'm, I made new, right, you know, man. and like, why not receive that? Why hide a sin that's redeemable, right? right. It's like, why yeah. do you do that? Why do you carry that weight when I've died for that weight? Right, I've died yeah. for that, you know? Yeah. So it was really like a reprogramming of like just my understanding of grace mm. and the gospel in general, because not understanding like really what it's about and not yeah. being free of all. I mean, it doesn't matter what sin it is. Like it, yeah. that was my thing was like, it's such a bad sin. Like I can't tell anybody. And so, you know, when you, whenever you convince yourself that it's like the worst thing ever, you're not going to tell anybody about it. Right. You just yeah, don't. And when yeah. you live that long with it, you learn how to like play. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a fake. Like you're not being fake. You're just not being completely honest. You correct. know? Yeah, and yeah. so like, correct. You're being squirmy sort of. So, and that's what my, my wife says. It seems like you're being squirmy. You're not telling me the truth. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it really is like when you live with a liar or you live with something that it's kept hidden, like you want to hide other things, too, because you're just so used to it. So it, for me, what God's really kind of shown me is and it's there's there's like bio, it's a biology, like the way our brains are wired, like because I had so many dopamine hits for yep. so many years. I viewed women as objects. Right. And yeah. I like subconsciously. Yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, when I see a pretty girl, I'm like, ooh, that's candy, you know? Oh, yeah. Like subconsciously, oh, not yeah. like yeah. consciously. Like that's a girl and she's got a family and she's probably somebody's daughter, you know? Yeah, absolutely. She's a person, not an object. And so my subconscious is like, ooh, that's, that's, that's for you to look at. That's for you to enjoy. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so, so what Learned my brain behavior. has been doing, yeah. So what I'm doing now is reprogramming my brain. Like it has, it's a systematic reprogramming. So talk to me about, so you finally, you have this mountaintop experience. Yeah. You're convicted by the spirit that you need to have the conversation with your wife. The beautiful thing is that the spirit was already working on your wife. Yeah. To make that yeah. a fertile, a good place for that conversation. So you have the conversation. What's the next weeks and months like? What, what do you find in that relationship that... So we decided to go to counseling. Okay. Not just because of that, but like there was stuff that she felt free to tell me that she yeah, really yeah. didn't. I mean, it was, a, it was a freedom factor, transparency factor for our marriage to like go to another level of like, you know, and there's still, I mean, it's not like we're, we're still getting more and more transparent, right. but it's like, that was the first big step. It was like the big jump. The big to jump. To kind of like... That was the big jump. And so when I 
came out and told her, you know, and she kn- knows about it. Like she's like, all right, we got to go. Let's start walking through it. You yeah, know, yeah, let's yeah. start really. So oh, that's cool. going to counseling was a first step, you know, kind of getting our friends on board to like walk with us through it. Not that it was like we had to like change a bunch of things, but like we wanted them to support us in it and right, to yeah. know about it. And so for me to start telling other men, you know, and so like my, my core group of guys, like I told them about it and I mean, they knew obviously from the trail, they were, some of them were on the trail, but so it was just sort of a, um, fundamental shift of, okay, we're gonna, we know about it now and we're going to, I'm, you know, it's, it's like something I, you know, I struggle with it now. So right. now that we know I struggle with it, like I'm going to actively work to not work, but it, 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 it takes heart work. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah a trust thing. I'm like, it's a daily renewal of my mind. Romans 12 is a great, um, that's a great, there is something beautiful about it's, it's like the minute that you confess it to someone that's, I love about, you know, with like with the mouth confession is made and you say, here's my thing. And then the fact that someone goes, okay. And you're like, wait, but you're not like, you're like going to reject me now. Right. You know, I I love that because then, and and honestly it caused them to go and here's my thing. Right. Hopefully. And I love that because immediately it takes that wall down. You're like, it automatically cuts it by almost half. Mm. You're like, oh, well, now this guy knows. But not just, hey, so you screwed up again, didn't you? No, it's, it's not just an accountability group, but it's like, I want to help you sharpen to become who you're really supposed to become. Right. I love that. I love that. And love that's that a lot of what you talked about with yeah. Known Legacy is becoming the man God designed me to become. Yeah. And knowing my giftings yeah. and knowing that porn was something I struggle with, but it's not... Like it doesn't define, it does not define me because Christ, you know, died for that. And I'm like, it, so it really is a, oh man, it's just a re, to, to me, it was like a, just a whole, like a breath of fresh air to know that, oh my God, like, thank you, Jesus. Right. Thank you. So Jesus, I guess, so, so in, in my for, heart, for dying for that. Th- you know, I love it. I love it. Cause my, my heart has been thinking about the guy. That's why I've been quiet here. Just listening, thinking about the guy who's driving down the road, listening to this who's got this battle and has got nobody. And he's ticked right now because he, 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 he's been wrestling with it, and all of a sudden this is one more thing that God is speaking to and him going, like, you know, this is out of your control. And I, I must feel like, the, what, what would you say to that guy right now? How would you question. Well, I know how you feel. I mean, it's, you're not alone. There's, I mean, so many men, so many men and women and young people struggle with porn. It's right. not. It's not a new thing, and it's not just a male thing anymore. The, it's not. The, the number of women that are starting that, to struggle with pornography because they're being introduced to it at such a young age, it's, and it's beginning to program that it, it it's insane. You know about you know if gathering. You know there yeah, was a, yeah, yeah. there was a lady that spoke a girl that spoke in front of whatever how many people I don't know how many people listened to the live stream, but she talked about her struggle with porn and masturbation in right. front of and out. I was like a woman. What a woman! Yeah, it so was it's amazing. not just guys. No, guys. Yeah. no, 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 no. So I would say to that dude, like, you're not alone, man. Like, there's there's people in your in your hometown, in your church, wherever your workplace that are struggling the same you are. So and, what, and would, you, you, what you know, would be some good first steps? Like, let's say the guy, the guy's like, okay, I it's out it's it's out of control. Yeah. Um, I need. I'm tired of hiding it because yep. it's taking too much energy. I need some accountability somewhere. What would be some first steps so he doesn't journey through this alone and just convince himself? Because I can see some guys doing this. Um, okay, I'll just try harder. Yeah, or, or I'll, like, I'll just try harder tomorrow. Or yeah. like I'll go tell my buddies, but not my my wife or right. people that really. So, what are some good first steps and what are some maybe warnings uh, out there? 
I mean, you got to tell, you got to get it out in the open somehow. You got to tell somebody and really say what I need help with this. You know, I, I struggle with it and I need to, um, tell the one I love, whoever you love the most, who mm-hmm. <laughs> is more than likely your wife, right? That she needs to know and she needs to be on board to help. Cause it's, it's, it's just a process of, of kind of uncovering what your triggers are and why right. and, and start, yeah. start asking yourself like, why do I, why do I want to look at that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the bigger and, thing. And, and then, then like asking yourself, like, what is the effect of me consuming this? How is it affecting the person who's actually in that image that I'm looking at? Right. Yeah, so yeah. like you start asking yourself questions like that as a girl, I don't know how old she is. I don't know where that's happening. I don't know if she's like, um, being trafficked and she's being forced to do that. Mm, I don't know all the things that I, but I'm directly Ooh, contributing yeah. to somebody's life being destroyed. Right. I'm, I'm feasting off that. And so for one to realize that you're, you're, <laughs> it is such a sad thing to do because we as men have become such consumers of it. And like we consume these things and not realize that it's, there's a really, cost. There's a, a, somebody's soul is being destroyed by it. Right. And realizing too that it's that Ooh. it's a short term gratification. It's not that there's no meaning in it. There's no fulfillment. In it, there's yeah. no joy in it. There's no. It's a false adventure. It's a false adventure. Yeah. It's a dopamine hit. Like you can get dopamine hits doing way other less hurtful things. And so, it's really just kind of uncovering the layers, right? And asking yeah. yourself the questions of why. And and if you're a believer, then being like you know. Like I have everything I need in Jesus. Like yeah. he satisfies my every need. Why am I looking at this? Right. And so it's really just a, it's, it's a p- slow process of, of uncovering, like exposing the darkness and being like, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. Like God has bigger things for you. Yeah. Who are you? Beca- who do you want to become? Because if you want to become somebody who is, is at their best fullest potential of being yeah. a man of God, you like porn is not a part of that. Right. It's not, right. it's and your kids. If you have kids, like think about your kids, like, so, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, there's just a lot more at stake. So, than what so we realize. So taking your story and kind of, um, boiling it down a little bit. The one thing I would say is first off, have complete honesty with yourself and where you're at and what you need. Right. Number two is find someone, maybe not. It's the, maybe not, your wife initially no 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 no. it, it yeah. should be somebody you trust who's like a brother right or and, yeah, yeah. And, and become like and bill said it when you speak it something changes yeah you know internal conversation is one thing but when you actually say it to someone else hey it's i got an about issue that. with this and all i need the, all the sins right whatever it yeah, is right. it's all the, yeah find someone to to confess it to hear the forgiveness from that person that's actually playing the role of jesus at that point yeah um and they are not jesus but they're they're saying what Jesus wants you to or needs you to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, and then I think, you know, you you commented you and your wife going to counseling together and how important that was. Yeah. Don't minimize the the idea of like acknowledging that you're that you need help is the great first step. Actually engaging in a life that seeks that and receives that help is the next big step. And so maybe it's going to counseling by yourself for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, learning from your counselor how to approach this conversation with your wife so you just don't yeah. dump it on her. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and, and getting the help to reprogram, to identify triggers, yeah. and to, to start to walk in, in the way of the Lord rather than the way of the, the quick dopamine hit. Yeah. And, and also, yeah. too, like knowing that it's a process, right? right. So it's, the temptation doesn't just automatically go away. Right. And you, win the, you win the victory, and it's, it's, like, easy from then on. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a struggle. Like, it's, we live in a world, I mean, it's, Technology is 
it's just really it's right there on your phone right. like it's and, so easy to get to and 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 a part a big step in recovery is the relapse yeah you know i mean that's part of recovery yeah is you're going to have great great weeks and months and you're like man i got this and then you're gonna have a relapse and then satan's gonna see see you're yeah. just gonna keep doing just it, it up. or yeah. you're gonna hear the voice of god says yeah get up I've, you're forgiven. Yep. Yeah. Let's get after it. Yep. Make it. It's going to be seven months next time. Yeah. Well, I, I would tell you this, like even I would love maybe some encouragement because we have a lot of women who listen to this as well, which is ironic because the women that we listen, uh, they're, they're like ironic? awesome. They're, they're amazing. Don't you think? But what would you say to the wife and her reception of that? That might be another side of it because I think a lot of these guys that, that battle with that I have conversations with are like, man, well, if I tell my wife, she's going to kill me. Yeah, and and I think it's a false perception from from the enemy. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what encouragement you could say to them. Oh man, um, <laughs> you're like, ah, how do I do this? Or, or channel your wife and up. say, what exactly. would your wife say? I think it's just in a place of um, knowing that, like, because there's a lot of like, also like, did I cause this? And the the woman, the yeah, wife, like, yeah, is this my good. fault? You know, because I wasn't being who I needed to be or whatever. Um, so I think it's just. And I think that's a lie of Satan. It's a total lie. Absolutely. It's, you know, and so I think for the woman, for the wife to, to just have a lot of grace and to like just really look to Jesus. I mean, if they're believers and look yeah. to Jesus and say, look, I, you know, I submit, I surrender. Like, I don't have the answers. I don't know why, but I just, I trust you in this process. And I know that Jesus can really, I mean. He'll guide and direct yeah. my steps, and no, so that's I, good. I, I mean, you know, it, there's no easy, there's no easy path to, you know, um, receiving it. You just have to receive it, right. and maybe take your time to like really process it. And and but I mean, the, the end of the end of the story is like, like gratitude should be given at least on some level to say, well, praise God that He told me about it. You know, praise God that that whatever it was that He was hiding from me, now I know about. So there's more of an added level of trust at the, that point too. It almost is like the bigger part is He wants to share the other the other part of Him with you exactly because he loves me enough to tell me and so it's like wow like that's growth i mean it's it's really hard growth but it's growth so whatever we're hiding from our spouses it's like if we can tell them and they see that we that they that we trust each other yeah like oh my gosh like thank you like even though it's like it's hard for me to look at you right now right but i i thank you i love you you know or whatever you know what and so side 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 note on this i remember when when me before we were even married we went to it, went to this one conference and we got this garbage out and it felt so good pre-wedding because, because guys, if you're, if you're about to get married or you're, you're, you're dating someone and you put that ring on them, uh, I, I think you need to let this be part of the conversation before you guys get married. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, because if you're, if you're sitting there going, well, it's just like you said, I, you, you said in the very beginning, man, everything kind of, I was hoping the first it year of marriage was going to go away. Yeah. It's not going to go away. So you need to tell your, your soon to be wife now and get it out of the way that, that opened up the door for me that when I said, Hey honey, this was my battle for years. Mm. And I know that it's always going to be this thorn in the back. Cause there's still times I'll pray and boom, this picture will come in from like literally whatever, however many 90, Eight ninety nine was my, you know, this yeah. journey of really intense. No, 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 it was before that. It was high school. Yeah. Sorry, my dates are gone. It was like this <laughs> this time in high school because I remember when, when when I was a kid and I would steal this stuff from my buddy's father's video store. Sorry, um, I don't think he ever knew that till right now. But I mean, I would steal this stuff and I'd feel guilty. I'd break it. I would go get more. And and man, even now, there's times I'll it doesn't happen as much now anymore. But I would bow my head to pray, and all of a sudden, this picture can be like, whoa! Like, where'd that come from? I haven't seen this in right. decades almost at this mm-hmm. point. And you're like, 
that picture is still in there. Right. And so, but to get it out to my wife and say, this is where I was, right. almost puts that. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And I know uh, there's some scripture you want to you wrap well, actually, this up. Actually, it, it was a quote I wanted to, to, to say, but go for it. Well, no, 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 go for it. So it was a C.S. Lewis quote because there's enough scripture that we can throw. And the word of God is, is, is so caught up. Romans talks about our bodies being instruments for righteousness. I mean, you need to find something that you can continually cast in your heart, um, uh, you know, using your members for righteousness versus unrighteousness, you know, uh, moving towards who you want to become and going th- th- keep comparing. I don't want to lose what I'm going to get or what I'm seeing God do for this, for this right. immediate pleasure. But I love what C.S. Lewis said, because as we were talking about this and reading, I was reading in this book about Joseph and seeing the value of this. And I caught this quote. It said, every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part of you that chooses into something a little different than it was before. And taking your life as a whole with all your innumerable choices, all your life long, you are so, so slowly turning this central thing into a heavenly creature or a hellish creature. So either life or death, either into a creature that is in harmony with God and with other creatures and with itself or else into one that is in a state of war and hatred with God and with its fellow creatures and with itself to be the one kind of creature is heaven. That is, it is joy and peace and knowledge and power to be the other means madness, horror, idiocracy, rage, impotence, and eternal loneliness. Each of us at each moment is progressing to the one state or the other. Mm. So, so, so by taking these choices and going, wow, all I'm doing is moving the sliding scale towards God or away from him. Right. There is no, okay, this one's a given. There's no neutral moments. There's no neutral. Oh, wow. Uh, I know a guy who <laughs> talks about that. He's got a whole other podcast about that. <laughs> but I would say it's a sliding scale. As you make these choices, you walk towards either who, who God is or this world right. and death. Right. And so we, so we have a choice in all this. So, yeah. so um, to kind of wrap up the conversation, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming in and being yeah, honest yeah, and transparent guys. and uh, sharing this. And, and I, I want to throw it back to um, dads. It's important that you, you get a grip on this on some level yeah. because we have got to start to speak into the hearts of our boys. Oh, yeah. man, it, again, early. I guarantee the three of us in this room, our dads never talked to us about it, Mm-mm. but our dad struggled with it on one way or another. Absolutely. Um, sure. It was just a different medium, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and and we need to be able to break through that darkness and bring some light to it and help our sons walk through this before they have 20 years of habitual behavior that they wake up one day and realize they have to change. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, if we can catch it early and say, hey. You got to fight against this. This is one of those things, you know, it may seem innocent. It ain't innocent. You got to fight against this. And I'm going to fight right alongside you with this. And we're, we're, we're in this together. That could change a marriage that could change kids that could change grandkids for generations down the road. And that's why we're having this conversation. We're bringing it out to the open and to hopefully encourage the dads. Let's start having these conversations with our kids because they're being exposed to it. And, at it, an early age. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's never too early to start. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but seven, eight, nine years old is not too early. Right. And right. it's and, and two, It's also, too, think about as dads, if we can get in a, a habit of speaking truth into our yes. kids at a young age, yes. like that's all they're going to know. Yeah. 
My dad has been telling me about this since I was in a seven-year-old. I know what this. I know what God says about this. And, and, you know, I know the truth. And he has someone he can go talk to when it gets out of control yep. or when he starts wrestling with it, because he, he he isn't ashamed of it because it's been a part of that conversation, that relationship, for a long time. Yep, I love it. And so I think I think it's important. You know, I know that we don't stop and pray over all of them. I think we need to stop and pray with the guy right with you that are listening. Because you need to know one thing. There are three guys standing right here that have been open and honest to say, you're not alone in this struggle. Right. You, you need to know that there's a brotherhood here. So, so we're going to give you one opportunity. There's five guys actually in the room, and they're all like, yep, they're all, they're all raising <laughs> their hand. And so first thing, we love you. We're for you. But, we right. have, but beyond us, there is a God that is for you who, who, who wants you to cast this away so you can have freedom to live and become who you're supposed to become. So, so even if you're in your car pulling over or stop, we want to pray with you really quick if you're in your car. And so would you want, would you want to pray for them? Would you want to pray over them? Sure. Yeah. Will, will you do that really quick just yep. to just pray over them? Because we, we, we know this is important. And dad, if you're in the midst of the struggle and you see that your kid is about to do this or he's in the midst, don't feel unempowered to speak to them in the midst of your struggle to speak to your kid. Cause he still, your word still holds value and still holds life to your child. So you need to help them walk through this as you're walking through this. So don't devalue your words in the midst of your struggle. Does that yeah. make sense? I don't yeah. know why I'm thinking about that right now, but as I was talking, I'm going, I'm hearing these guys going, well, I can't talk to my kid about it because I still struggle, I struggle with, it. with it. You need to speak it because yeah. God's truth is truth. Regardless if you are living in it or not, God's truth is still truth. Yeah. It's good Cast word. it on your good child. Word. So, Steve Prado. Yeah, Father, just thank you for uh, whoever's listening to this right now and who feels just alone and they feel like they can't overcome this battle that's been um, they're struggling with for so long, Father. But I just pray that you would give them the power and mm-hmm. the courage yes. and and actually just to, to be able to hear you um, speak to them, to let them know how much you love them, what the cross means and, and how you have uh, whatever sin it is, Father, that it's it's like your blood covers it and it's, it has no power. Like you have yes. died for it. And so to give them the courage to, to, to show, shine the light that you give us on our sins. And especially for any kind of sin that, that feels too heavy, that you would just give them the courage to speak it out loud and, and just let go of it and let them um, be free of it and to overcome it. Cause you give us the power, the Holy spirit, gives us the power father and so i just pray that you would give them that power to overcome it and for their family um whatever struggles it is that they would they would have the courage to step out and as a man to to realize that they have that power they have access to that power and thank you so much jesus for the cross because without it it wouldn't be possible but since you rose from the grave father you gave uh that power is there for us to use to overcome and to have freedom from the sin that that we feel like we can't get free from but it's it's a lie and so father i just pray that whoever's listening to this can can let go of it right now and and tell someone and and start to get freedom from it father and and reconcile and and move forward in their life and become who they were called to be so thank you jesus amen amen if you guys need to talk or you want to just start with confession man send us an email like i know info that that's knownlegacy.org yeah info at knownlegacy.org and we just want to know we want you to know that you've got someone who's with you that's praying for you if that's where it's got to start with you we want to journey this because we believe in what god's doing in your life and who you're supposed to become steve thanks for being here today thank you guys appreciate thanks, it 
Thanks a lot. Hey, check us out on social media. All the ones just known legacy. You guys should know by now. So we love you guys. We're for you. God is for you. Yep. Have a great day. And if you found this useful, uh, by all means, share it. Yes, please do. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.